From St. Pete to Brandon, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. And a good morning to you. It is almost back to abnormal here now with uh, Jack Harris and the bodacious Dana McKay and the, I guess, equally bodacious <laughs> James Burlander. Hello. Have you ever been called bodacious before, James? No, I'm I, I'm trying to remember what that means. Uh, even so, yeah. am I. So let's look it up here. Well, well that's good. <laughs> it's positive, bodacious. right? Of course. B o d a c i o u s. I can spell it at least. <laughs> Excellent, admirable, or attractive. Oh, okay. Well, hello. Perfect. Well, there you go. The bodacious ones here this morning. And, uh, well, you're stuck with me until 9 o'clock this morning. <laughs> no. you got a long show, Jack, Yeah. after a long time off. Ryan Gorman out and uh, today and tomorrow and Monday, I think. Yes. So um, you're stuck with me all morning long here. But in the meantime, we got a lot of the normal stuff we have, the big stories. And in case you, uh, well, you didn't miss anything last night. The Lightning didn't play, but they do play tonight. They're going to be at the Flyers after losing to the um, Boston the Bruins. Bruins the other night. That's my hometown. Oh, Boston is. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't grow up in Boston, but very close to Boston, yes. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I love visiting Boston. It's a great but city. I wish we kicked their butts. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I've, I've been to a game up there in the what? What center is that? You know, I don't even know what the name of it is at this point because it's changed names so many times. I remember it as the Boston Garden, but I know it's Boston Gardens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, then it was the Fleet Center, and I don't remember what it's called now, to be honest. Well, anyway, we'll be. Uh, at the Philadelphia Flyers tonight, and let's see, we've got the Buccaneers are going to be hosting uh, New Orleans, and that's going to be uh, Monday at Raymond James Stadium. Monday night football. Yeah, the Monday night football. So that's what's happening. And the other big thing is, it is the 1st of December, D-E-C, I think, uh, A-D-E or something, means the 10th month. At one time, it was the 10th month. Yes. Although now it's the 12th month. Yep. And that means the uh, storm season is now behind us. Thankfully. Yeah, after having Ian this year, one of the worst storms ever. Yeah, it was. And then Nicole wasn't very nice to us either. Yeah, but uh, all of that is behind us now until... Next season cranks up in March. Yep. But um, a couple of things, and we'd like to hear from you, get calls from you. This is interesting that they are uh, naming that flamingo out at the um, the airport, Tampa International Airport. If you've been there, you've seen that huge flamingo that goes all the way into the ceiling, and it's never been named yeah, it's it's 21 feet. I actually haven't seen it yet, but when I go pick my daughter up in a couple of weeks when she comes to visit, I'm going to go into the airport just so that I can see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, usually I just pick her up outside, but I'm like, I got to see this thing. Yeah, you'll probably only see the bottom half of it down right. there because it goes all the way through the ceiling and everything. But uh, they've decided to name that thing, and 
They've got some nice prizes out there for the person who succeeds in naming it. And I saw the one suggestion already is to call it Tom Birdie. Oh, like Tom oh, Brady. That's a good Tom one. Tom Birdie. <laughs> well, Winner. Let's wait and see how this buck season ends, okay? <laughs> yeah, not doing real well right now. Nope. Five and six, although we still lead our division. You talk about a lousy division. <laughs> I know, right? At least we got we that are going the for worst. us. It's 10 after 5 on AM Tampa Bay, and time to check in now with John Thomas and traffic. Quick takes. Ripping through the biggest news stories of the day in record time, providing you all you need to know. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And joining us right now from the newsroom is Reed Shepard and... Read what's going on this morning. Well, Jack, our big story locally, attorneys for Andrew Warren have rested their case in the civil trial against Governor DeSantis, and there was some eye-opening testimony yesterday from a couple of the governor's staff, including safety czar Larry Keefe. They were uh, was talking about the investigation that led up to Warren's suspension. As Hillsborough State Attorney, he admitted it wasn't thorough, and under questioning from the judge, he said most of his calls were to Republicans and the campaign supporters of Governor DeSantis. In fact, the judge even asked him point blank, did you talk to any Democrats? And he paused and then he said he couldn't really uh, couldn't really remember anything. Uh, another person who took the stand yesterday was uh, an unpaid intern, Andrew Madry, said he'd created a list of benefits and drawbacks to suspending Warren and said one of the benefits was, quote, leftist prosecutor removed from a position of power. So today what's going to happen, Jack, is that the governor... Uh, his attorneys, the governor will not testify in this case. Yeah, uh, but the attorneys will make their case today, and uh, as a matter of fact, the whole thing could wrap up by today. We'll have to wait and see. Well, what do you think the outcome is going to be? You know, that's hard to say. It's 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 often difficult uh, to predict what what the judge might do. Um, the the initial argument was whether or not Warren's free speech rights were violated because what basically he says he was suspended for what he said, not necessarily what he did or any case yeah. that came before him. Uh, now the question seems to be: Was this a political situation? Uh, whether or not there were, you know, he just, uh, you know, kind of talked to one one specific group of people as opposed to another. So, again, you know, your guess is as good as mine when it comes to uh, to predicting uh, legal things like this. Yeah, unless there's a civil suit afterward, this would pretty well end it. He would be restored as his in his position. Well, I suppose he could appeal. I mean, certainly this is a civil suit, so I, you know, I'm guessing he could appeal. Uh, and and uh, keep it going, whether or not that will happen again. Who's, uh, who's guess? Uh, backup quarterback for the University of Florida Gators is in a lot of trouble this morning. He was arrested on multiple felony counts involving child pornography. Now, this is Jalen Kitna. He's been suspended indefinitely from the team. Reportedly told police he thought the images were legal because he found them online. Said he should not have shared them. You know, just because it's online doesn't necessarily mean it's legal or or right you do not want to engage in that period i don't care if it's online or where it is if it's right before your nose turn your head i know it's child porn is sickening 
It is. He's been suspended indefinitely from the team. Um, He should be. Yeah. uh, He should be kicked off the team permanently. I I would guess that depending on how the investigation goes and whether or not he's convicted, I'm guessing he probably will be. That's that's probably a no-brainer when you get down to it. Yeah, anybody engaging in checking out child porn is is sick i know i know well we've got some very sad news from the entertainment world today as you probably heard yesterday one of the iconic voices of fleetwood mac has passed away at the age of 79 christine McVie's family said she passed away peacefully on wednesday short illness nobody even knew she was sick yeah um she joined uh, fleetwood mac in 1970 uh left the group in 1998 then came back in 2014 uh, you'll recall she was married to john McVie for some time before uh, the Rumors album was being produced and during the whole they all split up with each other uh, while that uh, while that album was being produced a uh, band released a statement saying there are no words to describe our sadness Christine was truly one of a kind special and talented beyond measure and we will miss her Christine McVie dead at 79 yeah and um, did she have any ties to hear I don't think so. None uh, that I've heard of. I yeah. don't. I don't think so. I don't know why. I just was thinking, for some reason, maybe I worked with that bunch when she was with them or something. But uh, possible just somehow I keep thinking I knew who that was, but uh, I don't know. I'm not. To be honest with you, Jack, I'm not even sure the last time Fleetwood Mac was in concert in Tampa. I don't know. Oh, it would have been way, way back. I'm sure it would have been, and I'm sure they were here several times, but I can't tell or you when. Or in St. Pete, or out at the fairgrounds, or several other possibilities, maybe even as old as they were, I guess, perhaps Curtis Hickson Hall back in the day. Where it's the park it's is very now. possible, you know, and, and I'm sure that we've probably, at least on stage, we've probably seen the last of Fleetwood Mac. I don't think that, uh, you oh, know, I without so Lindsey Buckingham and now without Christine McVie, I, I don't know. It's... Yeah. Well, Reed will have more coming up here in 10 minutes at the bottom of the hour. And thank you, Reed Shepard. All right. We'll talk to you later, Jack. You got it. It's 5.20 and time to check in now with John Thomas and traffic. I guess. Now, taking a look back at this day in history on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. Uh, we forgot to talk to James about it. <laughs> this day in history will be coming up at 5.43. <laughs> Sorry, James. Cool. I blew it. Uh, well, that was my fault, too, because James and I had already talked about it. I forgot to ask you, and then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anyway, Congress is trying to prevent the looming U.S. rail workers strike. Um, They're, although they're saying reluctantly intervening in a labor dispute to stop what would really be a, a devastating blow to the nation's economy. Yeah, this is the last thing we need. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've already had supply chain issues and inflation. And just think about if the rail workers aren't working, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, because they're responsible for the transportation of fuel and food and all kinds of other critical goods. Everything. And if that got shut down, we would be in deep, deep trouble. And, um, well, yesterday they brought it up in Congress and... The bill lawmakers are considering 
would impose a compromise labor agreement brokered by the Biden administration that, well, it was ultimately voted down by four of the 12 unions that represent more than 100,000 employees at the large freight rail carriers, and all the unions have threatened to strike if an agreement can't reach be reached before the uh, December 9th deadline. And lawmakers have expressed reservations, but the intervention was especially difficult for some Democrats who have traditionally sought to align themselves with the uh, very politically powerful labor unions. But workers um, would have to pay a larger share of their health insurance costs now, but the premiums would be capped at 15% of the total cost of the insurance plan. But the agreement didn't resolve workers' concerns about demanding schedules that make it hard to take a day off and uh, no paid sick time or anything like that. Well, these people, they need to have paid sick time, I believe. And also, oh, yeah. yeah, and it also, um, I think, includes a 24% pay increase over five years, which, yeah. which sounds like a lot, but I would imagine they probably haven't had pay increases in a while and with inflation to keep up. And that's a hard job working on the railway. Yeah, 24% uh, pay increases and $5,000 in bonuses retroactive to 2020 along with one additional paid leave day, and it would be the biggest raise these guys have gotten in four decades. So uh, we'll have to see how that plays out, but it looks like they're going to be able to avert it. Congress is going to be I able sure to hope so. get involved. Yeah, I think everybody in America certainly hopes so. It's a critical, critical thing. Well, coming up here, we will have... Today in history, coming up here a little later at about 545, so you get to play it again. I can do that. (laughs) Okay, James. It's 528 on AM Tampa Bay. Keeping you up on what's trending, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. Jack and James and Dana and Dana has what's trending for us this morning. Yes, well, St. Pete has been named one of the top Christmas towns to visit in Florida. A blog, Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, a blog called uh, Trips to Discover said St. Petersburg is a family-friendly destination home to a variety of cultural attractions. Uh, and the one that they pointed out, which I haven't been to before, I wonder if you've been to this one, the Enchant Christmas at Tropicana Field. Yeah, uh, it was some time ago I was there, but... Apparently, it is huge and one of the biggest Christmas attractions in the country. Oh, it is. Yeah, Yeah, so I'm hoping to check that out at some point this holiday season. But I'm wondering why Tampa didn't make the list, because I feel like we've got the Christmas Village at Curtis Hickson Park and Bush Gardens and so many other things in Tampa. They pick St. Pete and then not Tampa. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess maybe the the area. and then today is National Pie Day. Pie Day, like P-I squared or no, P-I-E? Yeah, so no, P-I-E. Pie Day is March 14th because that's 314, which is yeah. pie. This is pie day for actual tasty and delicious pies. Um, ah. Like any pie? 
Any pie. Ah. Well, I mean, I would recommend a Mike's Pie because uh, Mike's Pies in Tampa was named one of the best pies in the country. Oh, yeah. On Good Morning America right before Thanksgiving. I'm done. And if you like pizza pie, um, the pizza chain Fat Boys is making its way to Tampa Bay. And they have the world's biggest pizza slices. A slice of pizza is two feet long. I Ooh. mean, it, it's huge. There's pictures wow. on Creative Loafing, and that's pretty amazing. They make 30-inch pizzas, and then when they cut that into a slice, it's two feet. So, Oh, Lord. They're planning to I open. Couldn't handle that. Yeah. It looks pretty good, though. They're planning to open 10 locations in the Tampa Bay area over the next five years. And I thought this was kind of funny. Are you a fan of Oprah Winfrey? Uh, well, not particularly. <laughs> she's, a, you know, she's on the on the view Whoa. now. Oh, well, Oprah is taking some heat online, major heat, for showing off her lavish lifestyle on Instagram. I mean, every day it is pictures of her sipping wine on her sprawling porch, enjoying movies at her at-home theater, getting her nails done, hanging out with her private chef. And people are just blasting her, saying, Oprah, like, major inflation. People are suffering. There's a lot of people going hungry in this country. Like, tone it down a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's taken some heat online for that. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, she's one of the View group. And yeah, I only tend to agree with one on the View. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's not Oprah, right? And definitely not Oprah. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you got it, Oprah, don't flaunt it anymore, please. Yes, there you go. Well, anyway, that's, uh, yeah, I, when I came here, what, 52 years ago, St. Pete was much, much different than it is now. Yeah. Green benches and nothing but old people. <laughs> right. Now and it's it, become a young person's paradise. Yeah, hop in, hop in Christmastown. Yep, for sure. It's 540 on AM Tampa Bay, and time to check in now with John Thomas and traffic. Now. Taking a look back at this day in history on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And this day in history is presented by the Duncan Duo. In 1821, Jose Nunez de Cacadas won the independence of the Dominican Republic from Spain and named the new territory the Republic of Spanish Haiti. Uh, we fought a little... Well, I guess you call it a mini-war down in the Dominican Republic back in the mid-60s with our military sent down there. 1824, the U.S. presidential election, since no candidate got a majority of the total electoral college votes in the election, the U.S. House of Representatives was given the task of deciding the winner in accordance with the 12th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Andrew Jackson, John Quincy Adams, Henry Clay, and William Crawford were the primary contenders for the presidency, and the result of the election had been inconclusive, and John Quincy Adams was elected as president without getting the majority of the electoral or popular vote, and he was the only president ever to do so. 1862, in his State of the Union address, President Lincoln reaffirmed the necessity of ending slavery as ordered 10 weeks earlier in the Emancipation Proclamation. 1865, Shaw University, the first historically black university in the southern U.S., 
is founded in Raleigh, North Carolina. 1878, President Rutherford B. Hayes got the first telephone installed in the White House. 1924, the National Hockey League's first U.S.-based franchise, and it was those nasty Boston Bruins playing their first game in league play at home and at the still extant Boston Arena indoor hockey facility. 1941, World War II, Emperor Hirohito of Japan gives his tacit approval to the decision of the Imperial Council to initiate war against the United States. And, of course, that led to December 7th and the bombing at Pearl Harbor. 1941, World War II, Fiorello LaGuardia, the mayor of New York City and the director of the Office of Civilian Defense, signed Administrative Order Number 9, creating the Civil Air Patrol. 1952, the New York Daily News reports the news of Christine Jorgensen, the first notable case of sex reassignment surgery. 1955, the American Civil Rights Movement in Montgomery, Alabama, seamstress Rosa Parks, refused to give up her bus seat to a white man and was arrested for violating the city's racial segregation laws, an incident which led to the city's bus boycott. I've got a clip of Rosa Parks talking about how that whole thing started. Well, let's hear it. Some white people got on and they took all the front seats and left one man standing. The driver noticed him standing and that is when he told the four of us to let him have those seats. Hmm. And, of course, that was quite an incident. Oh, yeah. And I remember it well. 1958, the Our Lady of Angels school fire in Chicago killed 92 children and three nuns. 1959, in the Cold War, opening date for signature of the Antarctic Treaty, which set aside Antarctica uh, as a scientific reserve and it banned military activities on the continent. 1964, the Vietnam War, President Lyndon Johnson and his top-ranking advisors met to discuss plans to bomb North Vietnam. And that was when I was over there. 1969, the Vietnam War, the first draft lottery in the U.S. is held since World War II. 1974, TWA Flight 514, a Boeing 727, crashed northwest of Dulles International Airport. That's in D.C., killing all 92 people on board. 1974, Northwest Airlines Flight 6231, another Boeing 727, crashed northwest of John F. Kennedy uh, International Airport, and that's up in New York. In 1990, the Channel Tunnel, which was called the Channel, still is, sections started from the United Kingdom and France and met beneath the seabed for the first time. 1991, in the Cold War, Ukrainian voters overwhelmingly approved a referendum 
for independence from the Soviet Union. And, of course, we know what's happening regarding that today. Uh, In 1997, Heath High School shooting in West Paducah, Kentucky, and five kids were killed there. And finally, and since we weren't here, this goes back November 29th, 1888, the first bridge over the Hillsborough River opened at Lafayette Street, which is now Kennedy Boulevard. And, of course, you've got a bridge there now. And that is our Today in History presented by the Duncan Duo. Get your career booming by being a part of the number one real estate team in Florida. Visit now, jointheduo.com. It's 5.50 on AM Tampa Bay, and time to check in now with John Thomas and traffic. The latest headlines, weather, and traffic every weekday morning. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And James Berlander and Dana McKay all on board here this morning as we're back to a little abnormal, as we like to say. And it's 553. By the way, you can call us at 800 969 9352 if there's something you want to offer or you can text us at 82945 and just begin your text with the call letters WFLA and of course you can go to our app iHeartRadio app on your phone and tell us James leave us a message so just stream News Radio WFLA on the free iHeartRadio app when you do that, you can easily just tap the little microphone icon on the WFLA page, and you'll be able to record us a message up to 30 seconds. It's kind of like leaving us a voicemail. Yeah, and we can use it on the air. Yep. So get her done. I would like to hear your ideas for a name for the Flamingo out at uh, Tampa International Airport. We'll talk about that a little in the next hour, but the person who picks the name is going to be very amply rewarded. Oh, Bush Gardens hookup and Silver Airlines. Yeah, yeah, some traveling. Yeah, it's a pretty All awesome prize. And a little cash along the way. But we'll talk about that a little later. It's a big old flamingo, which ironically is a flightless bird <laughs> in a place where people fly. <laughs> Everybody the- flies except the bird in there. <laughs> But nevertheless, um, oh, one other thing here, the uh, ex-Twitter safety chief finally admits censoring Hunter Biden's laptop story and says that was a huge error because uh, he'd censored it on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And this thing is crazy, totally being ignored. It always has been by the mainstream media oh a hundred percent i mean the only thing they ever said about it was that it's russian disinformation um and then the other day i saw that cbs news finally years later decided to do their own investigation and they determined that it's not russian disinformation it actually is a a real laptop but even just the way they phrased it though was like we're still going to stay far away from this but we did authenticate that it's a real laptop Yep, that's mainstream media for you. Mm-hmm. And I'll guarantee you, I mean, we've said this before, but if that had been 
Donald Trump's son who had done those things, it would be headlines every day. It would be everywhere. Yeah. And And Twitter just put, you know, they wouldn't even let people tweet out that story. And it was, they were tweets to a story in the New York Post, which is a fairly reputable, you know, newspaper. Yeah. But that's the way it is. Hey, uh, coming up here in the next hour, we've got Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio, and... We're going to be talking about what could be a triple-demic now with the COVID and the flu and the RSV. I'm not familiar with that one much, but... RSV mostly affects children, young children, and it can get pretty serious. Well, anyway, it's a major problem now. And again, imagine going through a triple-demic now. The possibility is there, and we'll talk about it coming up in the next hour. It's 5.57 on AM Tampa Bay. From Odessa to Clearwater, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. And a good morning to you. Tis Wednesday morning, Wednesday morning, we like to call it. One of our top ten favorite days of the week with Jack and Dana McKay and James Berlander all on board here this morning. Hello. And, of course, you can join us at 800-969-9352, or you can text us at 82945. Begin your text with the call letters WFLA. Now, I got something wrong in the last hours we closed out. Oh, yeah, boy. we did. Yeah. <laughs> Shame and on I, you both. And I should have corrected you, and I just, I don't watch The View, so for all I knew. Well, I don't either, but... <laughs> yeah. Who did I say was on there? Oprah. Oprah. I, I was telling a story about Oprah, you know, flaunting her lavish lifestyle, and you said, oh, she's on The View. And t- I thought, <laughs> I don't think she's on The View, but then I don't watch the show, so I thought maybe she... I thought maybe she joined. Yeah, she had joined them. So I, research it. I didn't correct you, and I should have. Well, she had a show from up in Chicago that was on for a long, long time. Right. Oh, yeah, the Oprah Winfrey show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, everybody knows the Oprah Winfrey show. Yeah, that lasted nearly a quarter of a century. Yeah, even our our former president called uh, and wanted me to tell you something, Jack. You are fake news. (laughs) (laughs) And then, okay, who is it, Oprah or Whoopi Goldberg that's on The uh, View? Whoopi. Okay, Whoopi Goldberg is. Well, nevertheless, (laughs) we got some birthdays to celebrate today. Jim Norman, uh, Ted Denham, Kimberly Davis, and Carl Franks all having birthdays. Do you all have any? James? I've got Randy Lance Aberdeen and also Brad Martin. Happy birthday to them both. And I have Heather Marie. It's her birthday today and a couple of celebrity birthdays. Bette Midler is 77 today. And Richard Pryor would have been 82 today. He passed away in 2005. So happy birthday to all of them and to Jim, Ted, Kimberly, and Carl. And if you know anybody with birthdays and you want to celebrate them on the air, by all means, give us a call and we shall do it. We've got our joke of the day here now. This is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> my husband is big on dad jokes. so <laughs> On dad jokes? Yeah, dad jokes, you know, cheesy jokes like these. It's fun. Let me see what kind of thing here. This is 
from George Carl, who sends us a lot of jokes. For two years, a married man was having an affair with an Italian woman, and one night she confided in him that she was pregnant, and not wanting to ruin his reputation or his marriage, he paid her a large sum of money to go to Italy and secretly have the child. And he said if she stayed in Italy to raise the child, he would also provide child support until the kid was 18 and also pay for college. And she agreed but asked how he would know when the baby was born. And to keep it discreet, he told her to simply mail him a postcard and write spaghetti on the back in the message area and then he would arrange for the child support payments to begin. And one day, about nine months later, he came home to his confused wife. Honey, he said, you got a very strange postcard today. And he said, well, just give it to me, and I'll explain it later. And she gave it to him, and then she watched as her husband turned white and then fainted after he read the card. On the card was written, spaghetti, 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 three with meatballs, two without. Please send extra sauce. (laughs) Thank you, George Carl. And real quickly here from, uh, let's see, from Jeanette Whitworth. My high school was so small, we had driver's education and sex education in the same car. Uh Uh-huh. That's it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, and this one, I asked a supermarket worker where they kept the canned peaches, and he said, I'll see, and he walked away. And I asked another, and he said, "Uh, I'll see, and he walked away. And I ended up walking around, and I finally found him myself in aisle C. Oh. <laughs> ah, I like that one. Thank you, Jeanette Whitworth. <laughs> and with our deepest apologies, we go to traffic now at 11 after 6. Here's John Thomas. Throwing it back with Jack on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And by the way, we got a caller corrected me on what day of the week it is. I don't know why I was saying it's Wednesday, Wednesday, it's Thor's Day. <laughs> we are all over the place Thursday. today. Thursday. <laughs> Boy, man, I've been off too long here. Can't get anything right. Uh, we've got our throwback Thursday here. This goes back to late 70s, I'm guessing. Um, and I was up in Chicago to do a Rowdies game. And I was in, I think it was a Holiday Inn, and it was about a block off Michigan Avenue, north of the river. And um, I got on the elevator that morning. The team had gone over earlier on their bus, and I decided I'd just catch a cab over there and go a little bit later. And my compatriots on the broadcast also had gone with the team. And I got on the elevator, and... Uh, Dan Aykroyd, the actor, was on there. Wow. And I said, well, what are you doing here? And he said, I'm in town doing a movie. They were filming the Blues Brothers. Uh, with He worked with John Belushi in that movie, Blues Brothers. That's an iconic movie. That's amazing. Oh, it is. It certainly is. Of course, they had all those Chicago cop cars involved in it. 
but um and he said what are you doing and i said well i'm broadcasting a rowdy's game at wrigley field and i'm just going to catch a cab and head over there he said well i'll let my car take you over there and he had another group he was going with so his driver and his car it wasn't a limo but it was a nice enough car took me to wrigley field and dropped me off there wow and then in the press box this is the only time we ever had a game that i did where the teams were playing in the outfield on the grass and i was way back in the press box it was pretty hard to see it to broadcast it but i got to sit in the chair that harry carey did ball games from wow that's incredible yeah harry carey was famous for uh he was the broadcaster but when they got to seventh inning stretch he would take over the pa system and lead the crowd in take me out to the ball game and um that was where i sat for that game but it was a rough game to do from way back there right fortunately that was the only game we had there but that's our throwback thursday here for sure and if you want to throw anything back give us a call at 800-969-9352 by the way we've got um well a new leader of the house now uh, a new generation of leaders really that were ushered in yesterday uh representative hakeem jeffries is going to be the first black american to head a major political party in congress as um, nancy pelosi and her team are going to step aside next year and they say this was rare party unity after the uh, midterm election losses and they went from one history-making leader to another with this 52-year-old New Yorker who has vowed to get things done even after the Republicans are going to be taking over the House. But the closed-door vote was unanimous by acclamation. And they say that it's rare that a party that lost the midterm elections would so easily regroup and uh, stands with, well, they say in contrast with the upheaval among Republicans right now who are struggling to unite around GOP leader Kevin McCarthy as the new House Speaker as they get set to take control when the uh, new Congress convenes in January. And um, the Wednesday vote for Jeffries came without any challenges or anything. They just voted him right in he'll become the democrat minority leader in the new congress which will include 59 year old representative Catherine clark of massachusetts she'll be the democrat whip and 43 year old uh, pete aguilar of california will be the caucus chairman so they've got their team ready to go here now in spite of the fact that the republicans are going to take over the house next year it's 6:20 on am tampa bay 
And time to check the asphalt jungle now with John Thomas. Live on the free iHeartRadio app, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. Well, a quick apology. I blew it again. <laughs> we are and fake news today. I'm having a bad, bad day. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have been off this long, but flamingos can fly. We had several callers who pointed that out. Flamingos can fly they can they can fly very far actually but in zoos they don't fly because typically they clip their wings so that they can't fly so maybe that's what you were thinking but anyway so it is proper to have a flamingo as sort of a mascot out there at uh, tampa international (laughs) airport but if you've got a good name for it that's what we're looking for because they're having a contest and you could win some really good stuff Right now, we got Sarah Lee Kessler joining us, our NBC News radio reporter. And Sarah Lee, it looks like we've got some more diseases coming our way, hitting sort of a disease season here now. And you talk about a right, triple demic. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have what's being called a triple demic. And so, what is this? This is three upper respiratory illnesses all circulating now RSV flu, COVID surging across the country at the same time. And it's a big issue, especially for young children and seniors 65 and up. And we have a situation now with the American Academy of Pediatrics and the Children's Hospital Association, both calling on President Biden to declare a triple-demic emergency. Hmm. Well, I know the COVID, uh, back when it was first an issue first a problem i've had it twice have you had it yet sarah i have i i had it in february and you know i couldn't figure out how i had it because you know i tried so hard to be responsible you know and and to take care of myself but i got it anyway yep i did the same had to stay home all week but yeah no pain or suffering or anything i just had COVID-19 getting it around anybody. This thing, thing, Jack, with this triple-demic is we're talking about symptoms that can range from coughing to sniffling to high fever, trouble breathing. And, you know, with the kids, we're talking 78% of the nation's hospital pediatric beds are full. And there are long lines at the ER trying to get in and see a doctor because people are just rushing over there with their children. Um, basically, children's antibiotics, even children's Tylenol, even children's Advil, you may have heard is in short supply. So we have a situation where, you know, parents really aren't sure what to do. They don't, they don't know if their child has RSV, is it flu, is it COVID? It's really hard to tell. And sometimes all three infections can coexist at once, which is really scary. So, um, you want to talk about when you ought to rush to the emergency room or when you ought to call the doctor? Oh, when do you think you got it? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the thing is you want to avoid those long lines at the ER. So if, you're, if your child is hacking and coughing and, um, you know, sniffling and has a fever of 102 or less, you can probably cope with that at home. Call the doctor. 
try to give children's Tylenol, children's Advil, keep the child hydrated, experts say, to bring the fever down. Um, usually these things are self-limiting and go away anyway in seven to ten days. But if your child's lips are turning blue and the child's having trouble breathing, you do need to get to an ER. And that's a situation where where your youngster will be triaged and seen. You will not be waiting in a long line. They look for that. Well, I'm hoping we're going to get all these things under control in the not-too-distant future. And, of course, flu, we have a flu season every year. We've had that for years and years and years, and I guess that's going to continue. But, Sarah Lee, we appreciate your joining us this morning on AM Tampa Bay. Thank you, Jack, and stay healthy. I shall certainly work on it. Don't want a trio of COVID-19 cases here. Sarah Lee Kessler, our NBC News radio reporter, it's 628 on AM Tampa Bay. Let's hear about the dopiest dope of all the dopes of the day on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at 638, it is... Dana McKay with our Dope of the Day. I've got a lot of dopes for you today, Jack, actually. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many dopes. Unfortunately, they're growing in numbers. Yes, they are. Uh, A man was recently arrested for burglary in Brazil. Apparently, he was just trying to live up to his face tattoo. He had, I am a thief and an idiot tattooed on his forehead. (laughs) Oh, you're kidding. On his forehead? (laughs) On his forehead. Now, he got that tattoo. His neighbor did it for him after he had been arrested uh, a couple years back for stealing a bicycle. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Right? And then the neighbor at the time got arrested for... um, for torture for tattooing that on his head so but he asked for it he did yes all why ki- would it i mean this guy deserves to be in a mental institution <laughs> i know i mean so much dopiness going on here i don't even know uh, and then four more dopes for you this happened in thailand a buddhist temple is out of monks after all four of them were defrocked because they failed drug tests the monks included an abbot at the temple, and all four were sent to a facility for drug rehab after they tested positive for meth. My Lord, these are monks. <laughs> monks. Very deep religious leaders. Yes, with a meth problem. Oh, my Lord. Meth monks. <laughs> yes. Monkeys. It's just unbelievable to me. I don't know. I thought that one was funny. Now, that would be female monks would be monkeys. <laughs> But, yeah, they're going to have to recruit more monks because, you know, it's very, they take it very seriously, their religion, and now they don't have any monks to lead the services. Oh, my Lord. Well, any others? No, that's all I have for today. I mean, I'm sure there's more out there, but those <laughs> those are the, the two stories I picked oh, for today. More Washington, D.C. is full of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. And those are our dopes of the day. And we've got our very intelligent figure of the day coming up here and jay ratliff is going to be joining us daytradefund.com it's 6 40 time to check in with john thomas and traffic monitoring every tick of the market here's jay ratliff day trading expert on am tampa bay with jack harris well welcome on board here this morning jay hey good morning good morning good morning good morning um we got a jobs report for november that's going to be coming out here. What are we expecting? 
Uh, the analysts are looking at about 200,000 jobs created, and we'll get that report tomorrow at uh, about 8.30 in the morning is when it'll be released. And obviously, we'll keep an eye on that to see if those numbers are, are going to be significant. I think something I'm a little bit more interested in is today. We're going to get the um, kind of the indication as far as the growth of inflation with uh, some numbers that are scheduled to come out today. So going to be interested to see exactly what that's going to be the case because to me, it's, it's, it's all about inflation. Job creation is certainly an important component, Jack. But when you look at it, we, we want to see what the battle with inflation is doing right now. And, of course, yesterday, Jerome Powell, our Fed chair friend, he was wearing the Santa Claus hat. And it was fun to watch the market <laughs> because the markets were down about – the Dow was down probably 200 points. Jerome mm. Powell comes out and says, you know, uh, it looks like some of the inflationary pressures are starting to ease. And if that's the case, then we might see kind of a, a reduction in some of the planned interest rate hikes. They're not going to go away, but he thinks they may be less than what they were initially thinking. And that's all they needed. That's when the market took off. We're talking a 900-point swing from almost 200 points down, closing up yesterday. The Dow up uh, 2%, 737 wow. points, which is pretty cool because that's a, that's a Boeing number, 737 aircraft. But, yeah. yeah, they were up 737 points. That's exactly what investors wanted to hear. Uh, and the, the, the euphoria took over, if you will. And we saw the market up. We're back up over 34,500, and hopefully it'll stay there. Uh, but uh, really, to see those inflation numbers today, Jack, it'll be interesting to see where everything starts to fall through. And, of course, inflation is what impacts all of us because of of prices. I mean, when inflation oh, yeah. numbers go up, obviously prices go up all across the country on everything. And, and Jerome Pallas said uh, repeatedly this year that if they have to raise interest rates that might even slow down the economy, short term they're willing to do it and you, you know that the, because the thought is for the long term is certainly going to be something that we would benefit from now <clears throat> keep in mind that jerome powell and, and i'm a big fan of his because i love the fact that he's as transparent as he is and he lets us know the direction the fed is looking at going and, and that reduces the surprises we have on wall street let's not forget a year ago he was at the plate and swung and missed many times he was leading the charge on how inflation was not going to be an issue for 2022. Uh, he had Janet Yellen and other people that were out there constantly saying the word transitory. Yes, it's going to be here, but it's not going to be that much. It's going to be here and gone. So now when he stands before the podium and says, we're getting less concerned, I'm wondering if he's about to swing and miss again. Because I'm looking at Twitter. Twitter for, you know, looking forward to 2023. Jack, they're cutting 50% of their workforce. Facebook's cutting 11,000 jobs. You've got uh, Snap cutting 20% of their jobs. Robinhood, 31% of their workforce. Tesla, 10%. I mean, the list goes on and on and on on companies that are reducing their headcount as we roll into the last month of the year into 2023. And a lot of these companies are concerned that the impact that we're going to feel on inflation has yet to reach us. It's going to end up hitting us in the face in 2023. Now, at what point in time, if it happens, beginning of the year, middle of the year, we, we really don't know. But a lot of people that are in charge of a lot of businesses and, and others, are, especially on the finance side, are saying, look, we've got some, some trying times ahead of us. Now, if you look at Wall Street and it going up and up and up, that, that concern is yet to really resonate there. But that's 
the case because normally Wall Street is behind Main Street. But when you see some of these predictions about uh, what's going to be taking place on the job front, these businesses are very worried. And I think that they've got adequate reasons for it. And that's one of the reasons that the inflation data that we're going to be getting today, I think, is going to be a pretty good indication of, you know, when we see that October price index, uh, you know, just how much inflation is, in fact, uh, starting to, to lessen. Yeah. And is this a good time to be investing? I think it's a good time to be saving. I, if it were me, and again, investors can do what they want. I could be totally wrong here. So with that disclaimer out of the way, I'll say if I had cash on the sidelines, I would keep it there. Because if, in fact, that some of these uh, predictions, and again, we're talking about these large companies that are laying off a great number of people, uh, indicates that next year is going to be rough, Jack, it may be next year when some of these stocks go on sale, and significantly so. Uh, on my website, uh, daytradefund.com, under the success blogs, I've got uh, uh, one of my blog entries is on how to prepare for when stocks go on sale. And that's you do that now. You pick out the stocks you like. You identify the price at a discounted price, and I mean significantly so, on where you like to buy your stocks at a, at a discounted price, and then lock it in. And if the stock drops to that point, you can take advantage of it. The problem is emotion takes over when a stock is dropping. It's nearing the price that you identified weeks or months before, and you're afraid it's going to go lower. So instead of doing what you said you were going to do, you back up, back up, back up, and before you know it, the stock's recovering and you've not bought the first share. So forget about trying to buy the low price, the ultimate low price. Just pick your price, know where you're going to get in, where you're going to get out, and look like Warren Buffett, you can make a great deal of money, but it requires patience and throw a, throw a emotion in the trunk. Get it as far away from you as you can. Develop your checklist and follow it, because that's where the big money is made. Well, before you get involved in any stock trading, you want to go to daytradefund.com and get some good advice and instruction there. And Jay, we'll talk to you again next week. Well, happy December to you, my friend, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. All right, Jay Ratliff, our aviation and day trading expert. And again, it's daytradefund.com. It's 6.50 on AM Tampa Bay. Time to check in with the comings and goings in traffic here with John Thomas. Live from the WFLA studios, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It is 5.54 on AM Tampa Bay. And if you want to get on board and be our first caller here, give us a call at 800-969-9352. You're going to be stuck with me the rest of the morning here as Ryan takes a little time off. Yes, now it's his turn to be on vacation. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's got to get a turn. Hey, we got some good stuff here that Dana's put on our... Uh, blog and i've got to update it here to see the latest here from that volcano in uh hawaii, hawaii. here we go mauna loa mauna, mauna loa i gotta get that right but there's a video of a helicopter view of that thing spewing out the lava and everything it's pretty amazing yeah a company called paradise helicopters is offering tours uh, of the volcano so you can just hop on the helicopter and go up there and get that bird's eye view of the eruption and their video is amazing it's the best one i've seen of all oh, the that's lava great. yeah yeah i've seen wanaloa uh several times but 
Not erupting. Nope. <laughs> First time since 1984 that it's erupted. Well, I was there several times before 84. Oh, really? And after, too, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then how to watch a Charlie Brown Christmas for free this year. Yeah, so Charlie Brown Christmas, you know, traditionally, I remember as a kid, it was always on network television every year, but Apple TV has bought the rights to it. And so now they uh so now they have it. And you can watch it for free um for a couple of days in December. And the Simpsons did it again. Trump 2024 <laughs> predicted in a 2015 episode. It's incredible how many times The Simpsons has done check, this. Check that stuff out. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. I'm trying to move on to the next thing here. Oh, here we go. I get all oh, this. A seagull eating out of a woman's mouth. Lord help the woman. Yeah, this one was crazy. I mean, that seagull just comes right down and lands on her face and grabs whatever she was eating right out of her mouth. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. And finally, you got to check out here, uh, check on Dana, our newest morning show co-host here. And you'll certainly want to check that out. And you'll find it all at amchampabay.com. And coming up in a few minutes, we're going to have more here, including uh, an NBC White House correspondent. And we've got the word on the... Um, well, looks like the averted rail strike. We certainly got to hope it's averted, but all that's coming up on AM Tampa Bay. Live it up.